0: Hello to the good people. Welcome to the Tough Chargers podcast. Sugarfree Lucas here with my guy, Brad Carr. And if you're like me doing last second Christmas shopping, don't be like me, but I'm stressed the hell out. You need Pro Noia, P-R-O-N-O-I-A, CBD, THC free CBD. They got creams, lotions, gummies, whatever you got. You know, David puts it on his forehead whenever he gets a hangover. I should put it on my forehead. Because I'm stressed the fuck out Christmas season, or you working out, whatever it may be. CBD base, even if you're just a Chargers fan, you probably need that shit. But P R O N O I A CBD on Instagram. Use code TUFF T U F F for twenty percent off your order.
1: Hey, Christmas gift. Brad, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. Ready to ready to talk some football and talk some COVID. Seems like can't get away from the two at the same time. So
0: it's you're telling going. me. It's, a, it's been a crazy two weeks for COVID. It's been a crazy week and a half if you're a Chargers fan, especially looking at the AFC playoff picture, especially looking at what happened this past weekend, looking at the Colts taking care of business against the Patriots, and the Chargers would be in first place with the AFC. So much happened over the weekend seating. and um, I think the only – Team to clinch a playoff spot is the packers right now in the whole nfl which is still very crazy to think about um but it shows how it's coming down to the wire and i don't think that the Chargers have a chance of making it into the first seat anymore um uh, just because it's it, so much has to go right right they have to win out which they definitely can but um then the Patriots or the not the patriots well the patriots have to drop a few and the chiefs have to drop a few as well and they have tough matchups coming up as well So much stuff would have to go right. I think they're going to go in as a wild card. But have to start with that game on Thursday night just to touch up a little bit. Quick thoughts on it. I was at the game, and uh, my thoughts, I thought the energy was crazy. First off, it started off with that kickoff return with Andre Roberts, which he should have just had that. He should have just had that kickoff return when the touchdown tripped on his own legs, essentially making that last cut. And then um, going down to the goal line, four and out. And we haven't really talked about it, uh, the, the fourth down try. So I'm gonna get your perspective on it. I was freaking out. If you saw the my, the charges Twitter page that we have, uh, I was I was basically a little bit sacrilegious because I was saying that this game was on Brandon Staley. But I, I, they were calming down a little bit, you know, witnessing it live and then, you know, letting myself um, just think about it for a second. I, I'm like, I can't be mad at it because I loved it when it was working. So I can't be mad at the same mentality too. I even tweeted out earlier too, the charges going for it uh, was like the winner's mentality. So they do have that winner's mentality. I still believe in that, but it was just a little bit of a reactionary thing to say that this loss was on Staley. I think it definitely was some ex- execution. Um, Parham got hurt and got sent to the hospital in that play where he would have had it otherwise, um, but that was tough. Going for it so many dang times and uh, it just – I, I want to see your perspective. My dad, I want to say my dad, what he said, because it was a good point. He said that, um, you know, you, you got to also send a message to your team that, hey, if you don't get it in three tries, you know, we have to get these points and we're, we're just going to get the field goal. You know, you can't always live like that. You have to send a message to your team saying we're going to get it in three. And I, I, that, that makes a lot of sense, too, you know, um, as far as insurance and stuff like that. But also, you take a look at this past weekend, like so many teams went for two the Ravens went for two again with Huntley um I think I forget who else went for two I know multiple teams went for two um over this past weekend and uh you know it kind of shows a difference in in where or not the difference but the evolution of the game where you're a little bit you're a little bit more uh uh I don't know not leeway but it's acceptable. That's that's the right word to, to go for it on uh, fourth down as much as uh, the charges and other teams have now. So just I want to know what you think about it. Um, we just got to think about it.
1: Yeah, well, real, real quick, I want to give a shout out to uh, Andre Roberts since he's joined the team. It seems like the special teams, at least in the return game, is kind of taking a step forward. You know, we're not dead last in the water anymore. I think uh they're kind of rising close to the middle of the pack special teams, and that's always good to see from a Chargers team. So one shout out to him on that. Um, as far as those going forward on fourth downs, I didn't have a problem with it watching. Um, I was kind of looking at that one before the half a little differently than the others, yeah. just to try to get some extra points and momentum. But overall, I was still okay with the decision. Um, you have to really take the good with the bad because Staley's shown. Um, you know a completely different way on how this team's been coached he's extra precautionary with injuries to make sure you know we can break that injury curse that we've got and he even though Hopkins has been well you know a lot of us have uh, PTSD from the kicking situation so I personally wasn't mad at that and then you always want the coach to send that message of belief to his players like hey on our goal line fourth and goal we need one yard we can't get one yard, you know, we might as well just pack it up and try to get the ball back and let the defense do his job. And also, I don't think we really went for it on fourth down in our own territory too much. If you look at the Browns game and some of the other games, we actually did that. And I would honestly question that more than I would trying to go for it in your own end zone or your own side of the field in the on the 20-yard line going for four. Because I mean, if you're further back and you punt it, you want to still keep that field position. So uh just get some defensive stops and you'll get the ball back in short field, which happened a couple of times, if you notice in that game. So um, we're always on the back end of the field position battle. So sometimes going forward on fourth down could be a result of that too. So I don't really have too much of a problem with it. It might not have been, you know, in hindsight, they might not have been the finest decisions, but at the same time, you can't just guarantee that, oh, even if we kick the field goal, that uh, the rest of the game would have went the exact way. You can't work like that to just, Oh, just flat add three points to our total because let's say we kick that field goal, they come down and score, and then we don't score in that next position. Like it, it, would, it, it, it's not always equal and cut and dry as people like to look back and think on it. So,
0: right, uh, I, I agree with that. Like the butterfly effect of what that field goal, going for right. that field goal. You know, it's not exactly. It's not cut and dry
1: like yeah. that. I, I, I didn't have too many issues with it, and you heard Staley in his post game interviews he say, "Hey, I'm, well, I'll smoke." We've been coaching like this playing like this the whole time. He said, we're not here to fucking compete. We're here to win. Excuse my language. But, yeah, this, this I mean, that's how you do it, uh, especially with that team, the way they're putting things together right now. They were hot. And, I mean, do you really want to tr- play for field goals when you know Derwin James is out the game and Travis Kelsey's running nowhere for 200 yards? I wouldn't want to get those touchdowns too. So I wasn't too mad about it, honestly. Yeah, I, I like
0: it because it also sends a message like, we're not going backwards on what their identity is on what they've established and what they're trying to establish culture wise and who they are. So mm-hmm. it really puts a very firm identity and who um about what you, what you're trying to do and, and, and uh, buys in, you know, I think that, I think the players are bought in and there's nothing contradicting what you've been doing all season. So I have to say that, that, that part, you can't, you can't argue that. And um, I, I like I said earlier, you know, first seeds out the window. So you have to just take it as like, as it comes. And, and uh, You know, I think that this will be good going into the playoffs. It's a weird thing, the NFL, like, you know, with the Chargers won in Kansas City early on and then, you know, they split it, split it. A lot of teams have been splitting their divisional games. A lot of teams have been going one on one. So this is not something to really freak out too much over. This is also a little bit of um, a war of attrition, Uh, multiple Chargers out. Multiple Chiefs were out, but um, Slater was the biggest one for us. And then Derwin James as well going out in the middle of the game. Uh, this is a stat line that I retweeted from Bill Barnwell. Kelsey with James on the field, 26 snaps total. He had one catch for 14 yards. Then when James went out, he there was 41 snaps played, nine catches for 177 and two touchdowns. And there was also Noah Sante Samuel Jr. And so that's our cornerback one. Chargers will get those guys back going into the playoffs. And I don't know, like, this is kind of following. I keep telling people to be patient. I I, I like the way that this season's going because I like the way that it's been cooking up, this recipe that, that that this Chargers 2021 season is. Every ingredient, every week, this is a new ingredient. Look at it like that. And it kind of reminds me of last year. We, we, we keep – uh, I don't know if you saw that meme where it was like, you know, the the Bucks they got a franchise quarterback or an elite quarterback – that's, there's my dog going off. Uh, mm-hmm. They they got a Pro Bowl tackle in Werfs uh, in the in the draft, and then they drafted a. Did you see this one where they drafted a player, a cornerback who was named after their dad, Antoine Winfield Jr. Winfield, yeah, yeah. And then Chargers got Herbert. They got Slater, and they got Santé Samuel Jr. Following the path, and so far the Chargers are not on track to win the division. The Bucks did not win their division last year. They went through the ringer as a wild card seed and ended up coming back home for the super bowl. It kind of feels like it, it kind of feels like that to me. And it makes me feel like a little
1: bit, you know, rest up, peace of mind, reassured, you know, I wouldn't be mad about it at all. That, that does, it, I think I did see that. I think I saw that earlier in the season. So right. I mean, kind of keeping tabs on that myself, hey, it's, it's looking okay so far. And even with all that complaining and stuff about the, lack of going for field goals or whatever it still took overtime and for them to win the coin toss to win that game. So Right. Melvin Ingram, goddamn, the one thing is good for. Right. Right. Didn't do too too much of anything else in the game, but I guess he did what mattered the most. So uh yeah, it's definitely a better feeling coming out of that loss than some of the other losses we've had, so I'm, I wasn't too hurt about it.
0: Right. I think the one thing about me personally, like I was screaming my ass off. I tried to get MVP chance going on. I tried to do so <laughs> many things uh, at that game. Like when we lost, like it was very devastating for me. Like it did not feel, cause there's some Chargers losses, especially like I point to the Broncos one earlier in the year. Uh, a few man. weeks, Like where you just know the chargers are not there. Like they, they're not, they're going to lose that game. Also like the Ravens where they just simply do not show up. And like, you feel the loss coming early. It did not feel like that. It felt like a very, very like, competitive game from the very beginning the energy was great and that's good to have going down towards the season towards the playoffs so that made me feel really really good but then it like took my heart out just to just get (laughs) just to get killed like that at the very end also um oh i was gonna say last thing um i don't think we were expecting a game like this out of pipkins honestly No, no you know out of sight out of mind no trouble you know like he wasn't In the limelight for the best reasons, I think a lot of it had to do with the play calling of those rollouts. But at the same time, like he did a great job. And this is one of the surprising things where it's like you kind of developed a little bit of depth, a little bit of trust going into the postseason, too. And uh, you saw how losing linemen affected the Chiefs last year in the Super Bowl. So that was just a very surprising uh, positive coming
1: out of that game, too, as my last thought. I think I saw from PFF that Corey Lindsay was actually the lowest rated uh, offensive wow. lineman. So that's saying a lot there. So much for my MVP prediction for the game. Yeah. And I mean, you remember I had that premonition on Trey Pipkins giving up a right, uh, start and then a sack, back-to-back possessions. That didn't happen. So shout-outs to Trey Pipkins, man. Played a hell of a game. Now, don't get me wrong. We still need Rashawn Slater back there to Uh, for the stretch in, but I was very impressed. And like you said, especially for depth uh, going forward, that'll be more way more reassuring having him back there. If he's playing like that. Yeah,
0: definitely. And so got to shake it off.
1: Another thing on that. um, I do want to give a shout out to the Chargers. They, it looks like the offense is humming right now. They've been putting this, what third, fourth game in a row where the offense has just looked pretty, pretty freaking good. And uh, if it took all of Everything the Chiefs gave just to come out with overtime win, I think the Chargers will be in uh, pretty good good shape because there's not too many offenses out there that can get it going as fast as the Chiefs can. So if we're able to keep up with them and push them to the brink, then I'm, I'm feeling good about our chances in the playoffs. Depending on who we match up with, of course. But yeah, of course. I think um, the
0: AFC is just so interesting to, my, to me right now. You know, I think the Colts. I think they're. I think they're reaching their peak. But I think that steam is going to come down a little bit. We talked about Jonathan Taylor's, like, insane 11-stretch game of 100-plus yards and and only two of those in that 11-stretch uh, game stretch as he hasn't scored a touchdown. But, you know, there's the Colts I feel very scared about or a little bit intimidated. And then um, I'm curious to see how the Ravens are going to be too because it looked like they were playing a lot better with Huntley in there, honestly, um, moving I mean, the
1: ball a little man.
0: Yeah, I mean – First off, Huntley's—he I mean, bought himself a maybe a starting job somewhere. Maybe he'll go—I don't know where he'll go. That'd be interesting. Maybe he'll go to the Dolphins. I don't know, um, something like that. But um, Bengals only put in 15 against the Broncos in Denver. Very little, little weird. But also, it was a very COVID-filled week, and that's what we have to go into. We have to talk about this week um, going into uh, the Texans, and you know, we said we had over a hundred players added. Throughout the whole NFL added to the COVID list. I
1: didn't know there was that many.
0: God. Last last week, and it's just getting worse. So this is the uh, uh ESPN Houston Texans injuries list. And we got a few here. Chris Conley, this is uh he's questionable with a knee. David Johnson, questionable or non-participant. But let's go look at more of their COVID list, right? We got Brandon Cooks out. That's probably the hugest one uh because he's been They're most electrifying if if there's any electricity over there uh, in Texas. Uh, Hashtag, what was the senator's name? Uh, Tom Cruise, whatever. uh, Ted Cruz. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, yeah, going to Cancun. Brandon Cooks is out, though. Uh, COVID list. Maybe he'll go to Cancun. Eric Wilson out. uh, Fairbairn. uh, And then who else? I know there's a few more. Jaleel Johnson. I mean, goodness, this list goes on and on and on. Um, but it's hard to get a gauge on the Texans, man. Like, I haven't been following them too much. No Tyrod Taylor, though. He's not the starter anymore. They have went on with Davis Mills. And, um, like, now we go to the Chargers injury list. And we got Guyton out, which talk about people stepping up and getting more depth. Guyton played great when Keenan was out. Eckler, a huge one, a huge one. And this maybe could be a blessing in disguise because – We've already seen Egler get a lot of bruises throughout the season. He started talking about a little bit more, just a general wear and tear. But this could be a good one to get a little bit of a mini bye week here. Even though he's going to be fighting COVID, he's, he seems like he's like the healthiest guy in the world. So he probably should probably be fine. Uh, Sante Samuel Jr. questionable. I'm pretty sure that's the concussion. Alohi Gilman uh, questionable. Here's a few more of the weird ones, though, right? We have to have Justin Herbert in there because Chase Daniel, the backup, he's out COVID list.
1: That's uh, that was scary seeing Chase Daniels get on there because you know the quarterbacks in that quarterback room stick together. So I think I was I was just scared later in the day I get a notification I have to throw my phone because Herbert got put on there.
0: <laughs> That'd be the worst. That'd be the worst because then it lines up perfectly for the Chargers to choke. And uh with Eckler out too, like you know, the the running situation be a lot different. But also at the Chiefs game, there was a there was a lot of good production out of Justin Jackson uh and company on the ground. So that was actually another positive coming out of that game. I don't know how much that's because of Frank Clark, uh, Chris Jones being out, but, but uh, th- no, no more, be-
1: no more goal line. Dives from no more goal line. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank goodness. that was, you know, got the pick right after that, but then also Chris Rumph and Tavon Campbell, who's been, I, I would say I like Tavon Campbell. He's been a, a solid cornerback whenever he's been thrown out there. Just so many Andre Roberts too out. I mean, my goodness, and he just had a huge one, and then obviously Bosa and Corey Lindsley. I mean, COVID is just tearing through the NFL, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if more games get moved around. It's just weird, and um, NFL probably loves it. To be honest, kids at home watching more football. They got game on Tuesday, like two games on Tuesday, like they're probably making more money. I don't know.
1: Uh, COVID is going crazy right now. It's uh. Took a little bit of a break for like half the season. Now it's coming back like Will Chamberlain is prime, doing numbers on everybody. Um, Man, just look at that. Lindsley, Bosa, I mean, special teams even get hit. Andre Roberts, Keeman Hall. I don't like seeing Campbell on the field as a cornerback, but he's important for special teams. So, like, Chris Ruff. Or is Chris Rumph out from injury?
0: No, he's out for COVID. He's placed on the reserve. It doesn't say out yet, but it says out right here. But...
1: I don't know if he's has vaccinated. It's just, like you said, it's just lined up for everything to go wrong right when we need to win out. Because if we had won against Kansas City, then, you know, maybe this Houston game wouldn't have been as important, but every game is important at this point, so. Thank goodness it's against Houston that we're lining this, you know. Yeah, way. true enough. Even if it had been against um, the Raiders or the Broncos, I'd be kind of worried, but they should handle their business against Houston. Even with all these COVID uh, issues, they're still, what, 10-point favorites in this game? 10 so, point favorites. So yeah, Vegas is still riding with the Chargers, but oh my goodness. I'm I'm just so
0: hurt A little from, bit anxious. All the,
1: yeah, all the you know, is we're the most losing team to teams we shouldn't lose to ever. So I'm just worried something like something might happen. And I'll be at that game. So I'm gonna be so hurt if my first away game, something like that happens.
0: Yeah, you're you're gonna be at that game. It says the weather's gonna be pretty good, mostly mm-hmm. clear with around 68. 68- Man, that's a that's a great that's a great football weather. But along as as we got Herbert it should eat up against that defense, that Houston defense that really don't got nothing. That that cut their player who had the most tackles on the team, uh, Cunningham. Yeah, Why would they do that? Why would they? I have a friend. I have a friend who's a Texans fan, and he's like, I'm ready to call it quits. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna adopt him into the Chargers family uh, because we need more. Uh, he lives right on the corner too. But I, I mean, mean uh, how did, how is he a
1: Texans fan? What the-
0: uh, he liked uh, Arian Foster, which I can't blame him. Arian Foster was a beast. A hey, monster. Yeah, I love Arian Foster. He was. Uh, I used him in Madden in my career, and I
1: could play as a player. But um I mean, an Andre Johnson fan, too, probably, huh? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Andre. Andre the Giant. Him in that, that fight against Cortland Finnegan always plays <laughs> in my head. <laughs> uh, we need more of that. But um, Texans susceptible to so many things. I could see a huge game for Justin Jackson with Eckler being out. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Eckler is good to go for this game. They still don't play him just to get him a little bit more rest. The Texans give up 4.7 yards per rush, 31st in the league, 32nd in the league in total uh, rushing yards per game, given up not the Chargers anymore. They're worse than us now. And um, 31st in rushing touchdowns, given up per game on the ground. And uh, it just could be a game where you don't necessarily need too much from – Justin Herbert, maybe you don't try to force the issue. Maybe you try to open up the playbook a little bit differently and just build upon the, the good rushing attack that you've kind of discovered on Thursday night against the Chiefs. And so I think that would that'd be good. I think it would um, open up a little bit more. I would love to see a little bit um, practice those trick players. Some of those – I forget which trick play. I think it was a reverse. Uh,
1: completely missed someone. Um, um, the reverse pass that Keenan Allen tried to make to uh, Mike Williams. I think I think it was that one, yeah. Well, too, but my, he just he's yeah, just a little too low.
0: Kenny <laughs> Can can't throw, I guess. But uh, but I mean, I think everything's wide open for this game. I I wouldn't know how, you know, that the Chargers lose this one. It's it is, oh, it would make me so mad. But I think this business gets handled. It feels like their identity is completely changed. You know if. Thank God they showed up on Thursday. Like, that's what I was really um, more anxious for, that they this is a game, type of game where they wouldn't show up under the lights, but they did, and um, yeah. I think that's going to continue. And the Houston struggles to put up points on the board, uh, 31st in the league with 14.8 points per game. So I'm ready to call this one whenever you are. It's a very short, very short Chargers podcast, but there's not much analysis on the Texans that you could say that, hey, like, you got to watch out. Too much, unless you got one.
1: <laughs> um, uh, it would have been Brandon Cooks with all the injuries to the secondary, but he's on the COVID list too. So I, I don't. Maybe it's one of them games where someone comes in, and you don't have any tape on, and they just go crazy. That'd be the only thing I see happening to to have the Texans win. So just look uh, at the Texans
0: though, like how many people are out or on IR? Like so many starters. And
1: want, by everybody, what the?
0: Seven starters on the defensive side are just straight up out. Um, Ooh. maybe the most impact player I would say. I remember Kirksey. I didn't realize Desmond King is on the Texans.
1: Yeah, King season. Oh, it's, they, uh, I've, I've been looking at some stuff. They're not even using Desmond King the right way. I think they've got him like as a outside corner. Oh boy, and that's uh, that's not to his strengths at all. No. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how this game is going to look. It's going to be a lot of mess. Um, I will say, like you said, it's probably a good time to open up the playbook, try some things that you may not be fully comfortable with in this game, just to see if you can get some momentum in that area. And my theme for any game where we're missing a lot of players is to get those uh, depth, pieces, depth pieces a little bit more experience, get them a little quicker up to the game plan, and that'll – always bode well going into the future especially in the playoffs if we get hit with some more covet issues at least a lot of those guys will have a little bit more game experience versus oh it's our first time getting some real play time in a long time so hopefully Hope the
0: Chargers out. don't get caught sleeping on a team like this is i could totally see them I, I feel like the chargers especially are like susceptible to like letting guys that don't necessarily have the greatest season to have something uh you know, to have a game against them, a player too, like Nico Collins. Uh, I could totally see him having maybe a touchdown somehow. Chris Moore kind of had a blow up game in the middle of this season. And so he's a little bit of a deep threat. Wouldn't be surprised if, if he does something. Uh, I will but- say,
1: Rex Burkhead and Royce Freeman got experience running on us from the Patriots and Broncos. So Damn. they might want to watch that there. I just noticed that. Uh, yeah. Houston's
0: rushing um, attack, though, they're they're also dead last in mo- many categories. So
1: should enough, be a- rushing defense since I want to say like week 10. It's actually been pretty. If you look at the game, the overall numbers are still bad because people are running for like almost 200 yards a game in the first month and a half. But since then, it's been it's been really been pretty, uh, pretty serviceable. It's tightened up a lot, and with the fact um, with Joey Bosa getting out again,
0: um, but he was out a little bit during that Bengals game, and that kind of opened up a lot of playing time for a lot of other people. And that unit came in and completely demolished Joe Mixon, that took care of the Steelers literally the week before they we, the Chargers faced them. And uh, this could be another one where, like, they can, with Joey Bosa out, they could just find another different formula to get to the quarterback and stuff. So I'm, I mean, Davis Mills, he has he has shown a lot of struggle um, throughout this season, and yeah, so I don't is. know. I I don't think there's there's too much in the books here for the Texans to be worried about them. Uh maybe a little bit of a game where the Texans are a punching bag.
1: Mm. Oh, you see that. mean, that's the kind of game we need going to the end of the season. Uh we they've been looking good. So the offense has been humming. If they can just continue to put everything together, even with the COVID issues, just more of that good feel, added to that good feeling going into the playoffs. Um, what is the standings looking like right now? I guess we can take a look. Oh, I got you. For the AFC, mm-hmm. sure screen. I think right now they got us against Tennessee, which, depending on what Derrick Henry looks like, I'm I actually feel better about that game now than I would have say a month ago.
0: Oh well, I don't. It doesn't have the brackets yet. Uh, but my thing is, I'm kind of okay with OK or not OKC, okay, Kansas City having the first seed. I'd rather go to Kansas City in the playoffs than go to New England and risk it being definitely. snowing. Definitely. So that's what I would like. Um, yeah, I mean. If you look at else, teams,
1: been... honestly, just the Colts and the Patriots are really the only two teams that I'm like would be nervous about. But the other teams, I feel, especially the Bengals, we show we can beat them. We show we can beat the Chiefs. Uh, the Bills don't really have their their offense really plays into the strengths of our defenses. So I right. think we're in good shape against them as well. So I'm, I'm man. Prophecy might be coming along quite well right now. Uh we're monitoring it. It, feel, it feels pretty good. Um
0: Titans are interesting because I don't know how Derrick Henry's going to be back when they get back. Also, AJ Brown has been gone for the longest time too and it's like I think Julio Jones has been hurt in and out too so in and out he just got back and he's hurt again. So mm-hmm. the tech, the Titans are just completely falling apart. Um, but I don't know if you saw this, but Mike Vrabel said a few years ago that if he goes to the Super Bowl, he's going to cut off his testicles. He, oh, I, he, I saw, I'm, yeah, yeah I the, saw <laughs> the, the testicles live another day or another
1: <laughs> a season a little bit longer, yeah, a little bit longer. I bet they were feeling relieved when Derrick Henry got hurt, like, oh, we'll live.
0: but Packers in first place again, looking like they're going to go to the NFC championship. Cowboys are a little bit wishy washy. Um,
1: I don't know how I feel about them yet. Tampa Bay falling down. Huge huge loss, man, down to three. I would honestly just throw that Tampa game against the Saints out because they they always seem to just fall on their face when they play the Saints. So I wouldn't
0: really, They really do, which is crazy. They really, really do. Um, if you were to have the Chargers in the Super Bowl, which team in the NFC would you want them to face? I, I This is what I was kind of thinking. I would love to see Herbert on the way to the Super Bowl in the AFC take out the Patriots. Which would make you know Charger fans a lot happy. You know, kill kill one demon, the Patriots and Bill Belichick,
1: biggest and, demon we have right there.
0: Yeah, and yeah. then face Tom Brady in the Super Bowl and and destroy another demon in Tom Brady, and start the new era. Usher in the new
1: era. I'm not gonna lie, that happened. I'm he he quarterback one, whole holy something <laughs> like that happened. I don't care. I'm I'm on it. Um, I, who would I want to play? Um. Who, I would the NFL a, and the Rams, man. The Battle of L.A. would be ratings out the fucking roof on that if the yeah. Rams wanted it. Um, uh, are we saying, like, who do I think would be a good matchup or who do I want to
0: play? Just like, who do you want? Like, I, I kind of gave, like, a little bit of a story, you know, a storybook.
1: Mm, I don't want to play the Packers, man. They, yeah, They, they win such a, such a well-balanced team that they will run the ball down our throat if they have to, and then just let Aaron Rodgers kill us on play action. And that'll be such a hard Super Bowl to watch because I'll be hurt the whole time. No, I um, do not want to play them either. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the Bucs will be nice, but playing the Cardinals, I think, will be so fun seeing, you know, it would be kind of an ushering into the new wave of quarterbacks, Kyler mm. Murray versus Justin, and that might be something that sparks five ten year rivalry because we I think we have them on the schedule next year. So having that touted as a Super Bowl rematch would be interesting if uh if they did both make it to the Super Bowl. That would be nice. Um but I will say it'd be nice to play the Patriots in the playoffs. I personally want the Chiefs again. Yeah I need to put that like in that for once and for all for this season because uh we I feel like they we got a little lucky in that first game. And I also feel like we should have definitely won that second game. So I just want to put down a consensus the division belongs to the Chargers from here going forward. Forget my homes, forget the Chiefs fans that were cheering while Parham was out right out on the field. Chiefs fans talking about it didn't happen, but I don't think Chargers fans will make something. Like I was that. there, no, I was there. It did happen. They started yeah. doing their, their chop, it was annoying. No, nah, man, that's so yeah. It, Personally, on the way to the playoffs, I want the Chiefs again. And I guess I would take playing the Cardinals in the Super Bowl. That would be interesting. Just visually, I mean, seeing those jerseys going back and forth would just be, <laughs> be crazy, man. All
0: right. I think it's time for game predictions and a bold prediction. I don't know. To, we, how um, bold can we get? How about this? We got I, a shutout. How about we get a shutout? That'd be good got, to have a shutout. Um, we
1: a shutout. We haven't shut anyone out this year. Closest um, thing we got was... What the Raiders with fourteen? Closest thing
0: we got was what we almost got shut out by the Ravens. Honestly, true enough. Uh, but I'm saying the shutout here going the other way, twenty four zero, a cruising victory. And uh oh, it's Sunday, right? So is that Christmas, right?
1: Um, no, it's day after. Oh, Christmas is Saturday. Oh, all right, all right, all right. All right. Day after. Um, man, a bold prediction. I've been waiting for it. Maybe the bold prediction will actually get that special teams touchdown this this mm, game. There you go. Damn, yeah, Andre. Andre's not there.
0: Andre's not there, though, and coming back home. Even more bold. I'll keep it even more bold. Okay. Whoever
1: else back there will still run up somewhere and somehow get, get a touchdown. Uh, it might be a punt return. I don't know. You got who, a final well, score. this out, too, so who would be? I, I feel our kick returner would be.
0: Man, that'd be a good bold prediction. Who would be our kick returner? I feel like it's. I feel like Dodger Adderley is going to go back there.
1: Maybe Adderley, yeah. He's I would hate to, to to overwork him, considering how the safeties look. Because I think Derwin was limited, and I don't think he practiced at all. I think he was just stretching all game, all practice today. Um, I would. I would like for him to not play at all if he doesn't have to. Yeah, same. I mean, if there's ever a game, rest, rest him. Rest honestly it would be okay with Eckler resting too. Because was when is, wasn't he on a pitch count, it looked like. Thursday? It, it really did but that happened a lot right after he got hurt
0: so i don't know if it was a lot about him uh you know going down or whatever but yeah he he was a lot of rotation and it and it, and it did work it, it didn't cost the
1: charges at all so okay yeah i'd be okay with them with them resting um I, i'll stick with that bold prediction special some kind of special teams touchdown doesn't have to be a return it might be a blocked punt or something so oh, there you go i like that a lot you got a final score prediction Oh, final score! Final score! I will take um, Chargers twenty eight, Houston six. Two field goals. All right, under Hopefully. in this game. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I don't know how you take over with all uh, this COVID. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's very true. It's very true. And, and the COVID is so weird because like the players miss practice, and so like even if there is a practice scheduled, it's different. And if mm-hmm. you get those players back. They haven't practiced all week. Like, if they get cleared like the day before, like, how much are they gonna, you know, really have those repetitions to muscle, you know, to muscle memory? And I think that's why, you know, the Rams almost got caught lacking last night, to be honest. But, but there you guys have it. Uh, it is What's a your, weird time. I think it was twenty four zero. Twenty four zero.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man, that's a good score. I like that.
0: There you guys have it. Uh, Brad, where can we find you on social media?
1: Yes, sir. I'm on Twitter at 2MF and Easy, Instagram 2.Easy. Find me, and I'll be there. Follow you back, too. All right. You guys can follow me, Sugar-free Lucas,
0: on Twitter, tough underscore chargers, tough underscore podcast, all team coverage, tough underscore fantasy. We do our parlays and our sitter sleepers. And make sure you follow Pronoya CBD, P-R-O-N-O-I-A, CBD on Instagram. So for Brad, me, everyone here, y'all have a good day. And we'll see you
1: all next week. Peace out.